is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811. Hello. 877-381-3811. Well, it's been all over TV, so I won't spend all day on this, but it is a major event. When you have a serial murderer who's killed at least 10 people, uh, abused them sexually, apparently tortured them, a real sicko. As an architect, what have I told you, Mr. Deuce? What have I told you, America? Never trust the architects. Oh, I didn't? Well, you get the point. And so this guy's a really big pig. Rex Hewerman. And he's been charged in these four cases, uh, but there's many more, of these sex workers, I guess prostitutes, they're all young women. I think they're under 25. And they've been looking for this guy for a very, very long time. And technology is an amazing thing. This guy's a big, fat slob. So what does he do, Mr. Reducer? He leaves pizza and pizza boxes on the side of the road. Near where he murders and buries these women. And, uh, just... It's horrendous, obviously. It's fantastic police work, obviously. And it's a horrendous thing when you lose a daughter this way. First they go into this prostitution, and then they are sexually tortured and abused and slaughtered. It's a horrible thing. And now this is there. He's arrested, and I, I, I love the defense attorney. He comes out and he says... My client says he's innocent. Wait a minute. Are you kidding me? That's shocking. Your client says he's innocent. And not only does he say he's innocent, he is, isn't it? Innocent. Oh. So that DNA, how did that happen? It was planted there. No doubt by a white supremacist. This guy's dead as a doornail. The problem is he's not dead as a doornail because it's New York. You don't have the death penalty anymore in New York, do you, Mr. Producer? 
And that's the problem of getting rid of the death penalty, in my view. That is, this guy should be put to death. Of course, he's innocent until proven guilty. I'm sitting here thinking, you realize on MSLSD and the Constipated News Network, the rest of the media in America, they actually hate Donald Trump more than they do this mass murder. Do you realize that, Mr. Producer? Uh, but that's the situation there, and we'll keep an eye on it as it uh, as it develops over time. These things take a long time for defense to get their act together in each case and so forth and so on. Do keep in mind the government only has to convict on one case to get a life. <coughs> excuse me, cholera. They get a uh, a life sentence. I wanted to start the program off was something that's upbeat and different. No, not belly dancers. Upbeat and different. And still, I've never understood this belly dancing thing either. I mean, I don't even know. You see it on TV? People dancing around with their belly out? Is that attractive to you, Mr. Producer? No? I, I just like, okay, your belly, okay, whatever. Justice Scalia, on the issue of American exceptionalism to a Senate Judiciary Committee in October 2011. This is so important because I'm going to move from this into a decision by a panel in the Fifth Circuit involving the district judge's decision in Louisiana, stopping the government cold in its tracks, the government that has been involved in the greatest destruction of the First Amendment and promotion of censorship in American history. And we're going to dig, dig into this. But first, to set the stage, you don't need me. How about the late, great Antonin Scalia? Cut 18, go. I think it's even a little more fundamental than the one that uh, uh, Stephen has just uh, put forward. I, I asked them... What do you think is the reason that America is such a free country? What is it in, in our Constitution that, that, that makes us what we are? And I guarantee you that the response I will get, and you will get this from almost any American, including the woman that he was talking to at the supermarket, the answer would be freedom of speech, freedom of the press, no unreasonable searches and seizures. No quartering of troops in hope. Those marvelous provisions of the Bill of Rights. But then I tell them, if, if you think that a Bill of Rights is what sets us apart, you're crazy. Every banana republic in the world has a Bill of Rights. Every president for life has a Bill of Rights. <laughs> the Bill of Rights of the, of the former evil empire, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, was much better than ours. I mean it literally. It was much better. We guarantee freedom of speech and of the press. Big deal. They guaranteed freedom of the speech, of the press, of street demonstrations and protests. And anyone who is, who is caught trying to suppress criticism of the government will be called to account. Whoa, that, that is wonderful stuff. Of course. Just words on paper. What, what our framers would have called a parchment guarantee. And the reason is that the real constitution of the Soviet Union, 
You think of the word constitution. It doesn't mean a bill. It means structure. Say a person has a sound constitution. has a sound structure. The real constitution of the Soviet Union, which is what our framers debated that, that, that whole summer in Philadelphia in 1787. They didn't talk about the Bill of Rights. That was an afterthought, wasn't it? That constitution of the Soviet Union did not prevent the centralization of power in one person or in one party. And when that happens, the game is over. The Bill of Rights is just what our framers would call a parchment guarantee. Such a rare genius. And so well said. Now, listen to this. Cut 19, go. Sometimes I go to Europe to talk about separation of powers. And when I get there, I find that all I'm talking about is independence of the judiciary. Because the Europeans don't even try to divide the two political powers, the two political branches, the legislature and the chief executive. In all of the parliamentary countries, the chief executive is the creature of the legislature. There's never any disagreement between them and the, and, and the, the prime minister, as there is sometimes between you and the president. When, when there's a disagreement, they just kick him out. They have a no-confidence vote, a new election, and they get a prime minister who agrees with the legislature. And, uh, you know, the, the Europeans look at this system and they say, well, it passes one house, it doesn't pass the other house, sometimes the other house is in the control of a different party, it passes both, and then this president who has a veto power vetoes it, and they look at this and they say, uh, it, is, it is gridlock. And, and I, I hear Americans saying this nowadays, and there's a lot of it going around. They, they talk about a dysfunctional government be, be, because there's disagreement, and, 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 they, and the framers would have said yes. That's exactly the way we set it up. We, we wanted this to be power, uh, contradicting power, because the main, uh, the main ill that beset us, as, as Hamilton said in, in The Federalist, when he talked about a separate Senate. He said, yes, it seems inconvenient, but inasmuch as the main ill that besets us is an excess of legislation, it won't be so bad. This is 1787. He didn't know what an excess of legislation was. <laughs> so uh, uh, unless Americans can appreciate that and learn, learn to love the separation of powers, which means learning to love the gridlock, which the framers believed would be the main protection of minorities, the main protection. If, if a bill is about to pass that really comes down hard on some minority, they think it's terribly unfair, it doesn't take much to throw a monkey wrench into, into, this, into this complex system. So Americans should, uh, should appreciate that, and, and they should learn to love the gridlock. Uh, it's, it's there for a reason, so that the legislation that gets out will, will be good legislation. Absolute genius. Now, I played that for you, not only because it's uplifting and it puts things in perspective, but out of a concern of a ruling today from the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which covers Louisiana. And it covers the case of Judge Dowdy. The decision of Judge Dowdy that was issued last week. And he put the brakes on the most abusive violation of the First Amendment, the most abusive use of censorship 
by the United States government in American history exercised by Biden and the Democrat Party. And he gave chapter and verse in his decision. He said the government has used its power to silence the opposition. Opposition to COVID-19 vaccines. Opposition to COVID-19 masking and lockdowns. Oppositions to the lab leak theory of COVID-19. Opposition to the validity of the 2020 election. Opposition of President Biden's policies. Statements that the Hunter Biden laptop story was true. And opposition to policies of government officials in power. All were suppressed. It's quite telling that each example or category of suppressed speech was conservative in nature. This targeted suppression of conservative ideas is a perfect example of viewpoint discrimination of political speech. American citizens have the right to engage in free debate about the significant issues affecting the country. The evidence produced thus far depicts an almost dystopian scenario. (laughs) During the COVID-19 pandemic, it appeared perhaps best characterized by widespread doubt and uncertainty, the United States government seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian ministry of truth. Mm-hmm. The plaintiffs in this case have provided substantial evidence in support of their claims that they were the victims of a far-reaching and widespread censorship campaign by their own government. And then this happens today. CBS News, a federal appeals court on Friday. It's a panel of the court. This is two hours ago. Temporarily paused a lower court order that limited communications between top Biden administration officials and social media companies about content posted to their platforms. The three-judge panel of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals granted the Justice Department's request to put on hold the July 4 preliminary injunction from U.S. District Judge Terry Dowdy while legal proceedings continue, it also agreed to expedite the administration's appeal. It's the very administration, ladies and gentlemen, that committed act of violence against the First Amendment. Now, it is typical, not atypical, but typical for a circuit court or a panel of the court to do this sort of thing in a fairly... Regular case. But when you're talking about the most grave effort in American history to silence the citizenry on issue after issue after issue from one government agency to the other through social media and so forth, that's not your typical case. And Scalia pointed out, we can have the greatest constitution on the face of the earth. That's why I've provided the Soviet constitution in three of my books. The relevant parts. But it's not going to matter. Because as John Adams said, liberty without virtue is tyranny. I don't know who these three judges are on this panel. But what they did this evening was a disgrace. 
I don't know what they'll ultimately do. But more to come. I've got more to discuss here. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. So Justice Scalia explains that the key to our system is separation of powers. As Montesquieu explained, and as Montesquieu is quoted in the Federalist Papers, Separation of powers, three separate branches. And they went beyond that. They took the legislative branch and they broke that into two. And they went beyond that. They protected the authority of states under the Tenth Amendment. All kinds of checks on power. And this is incompatible with what the Democrat Party demands. It's incompatible with American Marxism. It's incompatible with the desire to centralize government and to impose conformity of ideas and views on the American people. That's why this case, this censorship case, is one of the most important cases in my lifetime and yours. And why this federal district judge in Louisiana is a hero. And why this circuit judge, the Fifth Circuit, this panel, should have immediately backed him up rather than saying, we need to take a look at this. No, this is... This is monumental. I'll be right back. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. 
I want to share something with you related to what I just discussed. I want to read something to you. Associate Professor Magda Stronska at McMaster University in Hamilton, Canada, uh, Canada, explains in her essay, Language and Totalitarian Regimes. This is why the Biden administration, the Democrat Party, are doing everything humanly possible now to control speech, to control debate, to control words. This is why. Magda said, totalitarian language and totalitarian regimes, where totalitarianism promotes persuasion by means of altering people's perception of reality. She also explains that communist regimes use the means of propaganda and mass deception based on a fiction. In other words, language is weaponized to serve the purpose of a political party, a movement, an ideology, and a regime. And in this, the communists are not alone. Stroinska notes that, in practice, only a few people can be persuaded that black is white. But many learn to say that they do see things in prescribed colors and to call them by prescribed names. For example, not long ago, I mentioned... Well, I guess I gave it away, didn't I? This is from my book. Chapter 5. Not long ago, Republican Senator Marco Rubio introduced an amendment to a bill, quote, that would have clarified for the purposes of maternal and infant-related program resources that only women can be pregnant. It was defeated by the Senate Democrats. Did you know that? Or take the word socialist. Stronsky explains that while the word socialist became suspect, Social lingers on, became a fixed prefix to words such as justice, institution, policy, democracy, solidarity. As if there were any instances of justice or democracy that were happening in a vacuum. Now, obviously, this authoritarian practice that I point out now widely exists in the United States as the English language, science, knowledge, experience, specific words are being redefined, banned, replaced, etc., to impose on the citizenry the beliefs, values, and thought processes of the American Marxists and the Democrat Party. For example, academic freedom, debate, and the competition of ideas on college campuses, free speech, and the exchange of information on Internet platforms, entertainment from comedy and plays to television and movies, biological and scientific knowledge about women, men, gender, sex, public school seminars, and training, classroom texts and learning, bureaucratic edicts and regulations, corporate, environmental, social, and governance ESG workplace, diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, wokeness generally, and more are all used to control the public and serve the ideological, political, and economic purposes of the Democrat Party and its extremist base. You remember Frederick Hayek was a great economist, but even more a philosopher. And he put it this way. The most effective way of making everybody serve the single system of ends towards which the social plan is directed is to make everybody believe in those ends. Although the beliefs must be chosen for the people and imposed upon them, they must become their beliefs, a generally accepted creed 
which makes the individuals, as far as possible, act spontaneously in the way the planner wanted. Richard Ebling, professor of ethics and free enterprise leadership at the Citadel, explains that it's through our language that we think about ourselves, our relationships to others, and the social order surrounding us. Words do not merely delineate objects, individuals, events, or actions. Words also create mental images, emotions, attitudes, beliefs that color how people see themselves and the world around them. And he writes about the totalitarianization of words and ideas that can be seen at work in language of the progressive and radical left in America today. Indeed, Mikhail Heller, an author and scholar who was raised in the Soviet Union, explains language is the most important and the most powerful weapon in the hands of a state that has decided to transform human beings. The creation of a new language serves two aims. To obtain, as George Orwell put it, an instrument with which to express the philosophy and thoughts that are permitted. And secondly, to make all other sorts of thinking impossible. The new language is consequently at once a means of communication and an instrument of oppression. The word conceals reality. Creates an illusion, a surrealist impression, but at the same time it preserves a link with reality and puts it into code. In the Soviet Union, Heller recounts, the Soviet language became the most important means of preventing people from acquiring more knowledge than the communist state wished. Soviet speech lost its freedom, he said. Moreover, the official dictionaries were changed to reflect the Communist Party meaning of words. The same indoctrination tool is occurring, I write, in the United States today, and the Democrat Party is at the foreground of this movement. National Public Radio, for example, recently reported, Dictionary.com has uploaded thousands of entries and added hundreds of words in its largest release to date. Reflection of the ways in which society, this is NPR, and language have evolved even in just the past few months. The Digital Dictionary announced that it updated more than 15,000 entries and added 650 brand new terms. Many of the revisions deal with language related to identity and topics like race and ethnicity, gender and sexuality, health and wellness. They said that a work of dictionary, that's the, uh, uh, the dictionary company, dictionary.com, the work of a dictionary is more than just adding new words, they said. It's an ongoing effort to ensure that how we define words reflects changes in language and life. Said John Kelly, senior editor at dictionary.com. He said, our revisions are putting people in all their rich humanity first. And we're extremely proud of that. And NPR added that some of the major site-wide changes to existing entries have to do with race and ethnicity. Like capitalizing the word black, but not white, in reference to people, which the company says it is doing as a mark of respect and recognition. It's in line with capitalizing other cultures and ethnicities. Examples of entirely new terms in this category include Afro-Latino, brownface, Filipinx, whitesplain, Latinx. Another dictionary-wide change replaces references to homosexual with gay 
gay man or gay women. And references to homosexuality with gay sexual orientation. Companies said these updates were informed by recommendations from the organization GLAD and affect more than 50 entries. There's also refined the definitions for a number of other words related to LGBTQ identity, such as asexual, dead name, pride, and themselves. My right in repressive regimes, repetition is also used to force the acceptance and even internalization of new words or words with newly created meanings. And language is used to identify and condemn enemies of the state. In other words, the public endures constant and unrelenting brainwashing and propaganda. This is just a tiny taste of this chapter. My editor said this was her favorite chapter. Chapter 4, actually, Language Control and Thought Control. Now, as we circle back, that's why I'm so proud of this book. We can pick any issue we want today, and you're going to understand the philosophy behind what's being done to us, who's doing it to us, and why they're doing it to us. And this, I believe, is the only book available that does that, period. So all of these efforts, all of these things that are being done, are things that totalitarian regimes do. And what the Biden administration, coming full circle, has been doing all across the federal bureaucracy and imposing on social media sites, some more difficult than others, as I believe Zuckerberg has no problem with it, is exactly what a totalitarian regime in communist China, in communist Cuba, or any of these other countries have done and would do. And then there's one other thing. Woodrow Wilson, who was one of the most successful and accomplished racists in American history, and a so-called progressive Democrat, and more than that, as you'll learn in the book, he insisted that the most effective, swiftest, way to change America is through the judiciary top down not to waste your time with the public with the elected branches of government although that's fine don't ignore them but judicial fiat is the best way to do this and we've seen it in a number of the Trump cases whether they be state and local judges federal judges in Washington, D.C. But today, we saw it on a panel in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. When a federal judge had the guts to stand up to this totalitarianism, which is very difficult to do, quite frankly, whether it's in America or China or Cuba, it's much more difficult to do even in America today where he puts everything out there in a 150-page decision. Nothing's hidden. We lays it all out, chapter and verse, that this is the gravest threat to free speech in American history. The greatest censorship 
campaign by a government against its people in American history. And a three-judge panel in the Fifth Circuit says, well, we'll take a look at it. In the meantime, we're lifting your injunction. We're staying it. Which means what, Mr. Producer? The status quo. So the Biden administration is tonight free to do exactly what it did before. Interfere in the election, put pressure on private companies, promote propaganda, censor truth, use brainwash techniques. And the media are out there saying it's a victory for the Biden administration. A victory for the Biden administration. And this judge, this hapless judge in Louisiana, went way over, overboard, you know. He's a Trump appointee, after all. I am proud that he's a Trump appointee. I am proud that he got on the bench by a vote of 98 to 0. If it had been an Obama appointee, I would have been shocked. Because they don't believe in free speech. Now you know why I started with Scalia in the Constitution. Judge Dowdy. And a brilliant decision that will go down in history. Standing up against a tyrannical regime that's ruling and lording over us right now. And the best the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, this panel could do is say, you know, we're kind of busy. Uh, We'll take a look at this when we have time. Uh, In the meantime... Uh, judge at the uh, at the district court level, uh, we're going to stay your temporary injunction. So uh, go at it, boys. Go at it, Biden. Go at it, Biden administration. Censor away. Threaten away. And the hero in this, in addition to that judge, is a man I don't know and I don't know a lot about, Elon Musk. If he hadn't put his billions of dollars on the line on a bad investment, Twitter. And he's mocked for it on Drudge Report. He's mocked for it at Mediocreite. He's mocked for it all over the place. This man put his money where his mouth is. And if he hadn't done this, we wouldn't know any of it. If he had to hire those independent journalists, we wouldn't have known any of it. Incredible, isn't it, Mr. Producer? If this sort of thing interests you, and it seems to, we get a lot of people who say they love this. I hope so, because I don't think you're going to hear it anywhere else. But if you want what's going to be a complete and comprehensive compilation of a discussion of this sort, brings in philosophy, the Constitution, the rule of law, history, and what's going on today, and explains that the Democrat Party hates America and is destroying America then I know you're going to love my book. The Democrat Party Hates America. And I know you'll hop over to Amazon.com and grab your pre-orders 40% off. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example... Average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. 
The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Another victory in the House under Kevin McCarthy's leadership. That's right. The defense authorization bill was passed, and they pulled out all the Biden radical elements that have been undermining our defense. I want to get into that. We'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, 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 yellow. To my wife out there, my beautiful Julie, I'm doing great. All is good. Poor thing's been in the hospital a long time, and she's heading home, finally. We have a great life, liberty, and live-in this Sunday. My man, Leo Terrell, and my man, Chris Rufo. That's Chris Rufo. The opening statement's a killer. And then I'm going to go with Leo Terrell. I'm going to do something I've never done before, ever. Now, I'll be wearing my clothes. But various motions that I would be filing in this document case involving Jack the Ripper Smith. And we go through each one of the motions filings. And I ask him his opinion and I lay out to you, the American people, what these motions mean. Because all you're hearing from, I'm a former federal prosecutor. Why don't we hear from people who actually litigate stuff like this? For the defense. For the defense. There's two sides to this thing. It's not just one side. Also, ladies and gentlemen, today, the Department of Justice, filled with arrogant bastards, by the way, as it turns out. This guy Smith, there's another one. who I'll make famous on Sunday night. It's the counterintelligence section of the... Uh, Department of Justice prosecutor. He was the one that was really initially behind all this. And uh, so the issue there is, who are these people? And what exactly are they doing? So we're going to get into this in some depth. And with Christopher Rufo, 
I view Chris Rufo as sort of the godfather of the counter-revolution to the counter-revolution to the revolution. Now, what do I mean by that? He, and there's a few others, Mike Gonzalez and some of the others, they've been working heroically, patriotically, with very little attention for years on trying to expose this Marxist underbelly. So it's very, very important. Kevin McCarthy, with a four or five vote majority, is getting a hell of a lot done. But we have another problem. Uh, Cynthia Tenney mentioned it last night on the program, Congresswoman from the 24th District in New York. In New York, Claudia, I'm sorry, Claudia Tenney. She seeks to, excuse me, the governor there in the legislature, it's all Democrat. Seek to change the districting there, redistrict again. To take out six to eight Republicans. Which, of course, would turn the House over to the Democrats and Hakeem Jeffries. And I notice Hakeem Jeffries is now accusing Republicans of hating women, hating minorities. He's a vile little bastard. You want to know the truth? Was a chip off the uncle's block? That's in the book, too. His uncle. Who his uncle is, what his uncle said, and how Hakeem came to the defense of his uncle. Which he's very quiet about these days. I broke that on this program, and I expand on it in the book. And so it's something remarkable when he's talking about how the Republicans are going after all these people. And I've had enough of this. I've had enough of it. I take a brass knuckles to, the, to this party. So we have this National Defense Authorization Act, which pretty much lays the foundation and the priorities and the goals of what we want to do from a national security and defense perspective. What Joe Biden, the dictator, has done, he's directed the Department of Defense to pay for travel for abortions. Now, they're prohibited from spending money, your money, on abortion, so they, they think they have a workaround. Just like with the student loan bill. They think they have a workaround. There is no workaround. He's violating the Constitution. He's violating the law. So I agree with this guy, Tuberfield, to this extent. All Biden and the Secretary of Defense have to do is go back to the status quo and revoke their decisions which were not supported by the American people. We should be paying for transgender operations. We should be promoting critical race theory in our, gov- in our uh, military, anywhere really, but in our military especially. We shouldn't be flying women around the country to get abortions. It's the military. They're destroying the military. Can't even get the number of recruits that we use. It's an all-volunteer military. Nobody wants to get involved in this. And so this fellow Tuberfield, who's made some very awkward statements for which he's under attack, so they try and take him out altogether. Of course, they don't take out Joe Biden in his, in his jungle comment years ago when it was, they were talking about integrating public schools and his kids. He didn't want them to be part of a jungle, you know. Jake Tapper, very short memory, Jake. 
I mean, when you have a pea brain, you have a very short memory. But any event, on this aspect of what he said, the senator, respecting what Joe Biden was doing, he warned the Biden administration that if they don't pull back from this radical left agenda with the military, that he was going to do the things that he's doing now. And I support him. That is, I support him holding up the appointment of top officials in the Defense Department until the Defense Department does its job and focuses on defending our country. And I expect the, the defense bureaucracy to be up in arms. So what? So what? Better to let all these, these individuals rise to higher ranks and destroy the military from within? What he's trying to do is save the military. All these decisions that Biden made on his own unilaterally and that he's imposing on the United States military, if they're not reversed now, they'll never be reversed and our military will never be as strong. And so it gets complicated because the senator said some very stupid things with respect to other matters. But on this matter, he's correct. He's correct. And that's really why they want to take him out. Again, when you take on the culture wars, whether you're DeSantis, whether you're this guy or anybody else, you put a target not just on your back, but between your eyes. That's why I'm sick and tired, quite frankly, of these attacks on DeSantis. From the one percenters and the two percenters and the four percenters on the latest polls who want to be president. Almost none of them have done a thing to lift a finger on these culture wars. Has Nikki Haley done something and I missed it, Mr. Producer? And I'm not attacking her, I'm just curious. Name three things. You got Chris Christie who's defending the culture wars. Thinks it's perfectly okay. That it's actually conservative to allow government schools to indoctrinate your children on the radical left-wing Marxist Democrat Party agenda, particularly when it comes to sexuality. Am I wrong, Chris? Well, drag your fat ass to a phone and give me a call then. Coward. Maybe what I'll do is I'll get a hold of Hugh Hewitt and I'll say, Hugh, bring him on and then let me come on your show too. Maybe that's the way to do it. All the rhinos like my buddy Hugh. He is my buddy. But I don't think he'd deny the fact that... Anyway. So here's Kevin McCarthy. People say, oh, he's going to be a pusher. Do you think what McCarthy's doing would have been done by Paul Ryan? No damn way. By John Boehner? No damn way. No way. Cut one, go. Under this bill... Men and women in uniform who make sacrifices for our nation every day will receive the biggest pay raise in decades. We all know they deserve it. Radical programs that are four-star troops at the expense of a readiness are now eliminated. 
cutting-edge technology that is essential for the future of this country and to keep freedom around the world in the rise of China and Russia will receive more investment than we've watched in the past. And taxpayers will save more than $40 billion as this bill roots out wasteful spending. The real question that you never asked me that I wish you would, why did the Democrats vote no? Technically, it's a bipartisan vote. But four Democrats vote with us. Are the rest of the Democrats against a pay raise for their veterans? Are they against deterring China for a safe future? Are they against rooting out wasteful spending? Because they all voted against it today. They can claim a lot of things. But the biggest issue they claim why they voted against, they voted for just last year. It's a good thing that Republicans are in the majority, but it's more important that we keep our promises to America and to our men and women who serve to defend us. Now let's hear the response from Hakeem Jeffries, who really is a reprobate, really is in so many ways a nasty person with that vial, that poison, as you'll see in a moment. Cut to go. Our view of the National Defense Authorization Act is that it is woefully irresponsible that extreme MAGA Republicans... Stop right there. They feel, they're poll tested, tested in every way, that that phrase works because they're defining that phrase as white supremacists, extreme MAGA Republicans. So all of you who support Donald Trump or voted for Donald Trump, extreme MAGA Republicans, they are treating you like your Klansmen, which actually was their party, or neo-Nazis, which actually was Joseph Kennedy, as you'll learn in the book. Not us. So if you want a military, and you want support and funding for a military that has as its job to defend the United States of America rather than push the radical Marxist agenda, you must be an extreme MAGA Republican. This is the party that's used these labels for 150 years. Not that one, but others. To lie about their opponents and to lie about themselves. And so Hakeem Jeffries is your typical Marxist. Not once does he talk about military readiness. Not once does he talk about muscling up the military to confront communist China. Not once does he talk about the 99.9% of the members of the military who are not transitioning, who are not having abortions, who don't buy into this woke crap. Not once does he talk about them. Transgender individual. What is it? One-tenth of one percent of a thousand percent of our population? It's minuscule. But the Marxists and the Democrats seize on it. As a way to destroy the society. 
They seize on it. It's not live and let live. You know, you want to do that to yourself, fine. Do whatever you want. No, no. That's not good enough for them. They seize on it like they seize on all these other issues. So we spend endless hours talking about transgenderism. Because it is a, an ideology, the Marxist ideology, that's being imposed on us. It's unbelievable. Go ahead. A bipartisan bill that is essential to our national security and taken it over and weaponized it in order to jam their extreme right-wing ideology down the throats of the American people. So here we have it. Right-wing ideology, extreme MAGA republic. And what is that extreme right-wing ideology? What is it? That our military shouldn't be spending money to fly pregnant women, and we know what a woman is on this program, pregnant women for abortions. That you're getting around the prohibition on federal tax dollars being used for abortion. The military is not supposed to be involved in these issues at all. So they drag it in through this Biden and his administration, and the Republicans are trying to push it back out. Now they're extreme MAGA Republicans. But here's what they know. And here's what you're going to learn when you read the book, The Democrat Party Hates America. Here's what we know. Do you know what the biggest and most reliable group of voters is for the Democrat Party, Mr. Producer? Take a guess. Black? No. No. Single women with no children. Single women with no children, whether they're on birth control, whether they don't, you know, made up with an individual, maybe whether they've had abortion, doesn't matter. Single women with no children, they get the biggest percentage, reliable percentage of that vote. And I want to talk about this when we return. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. The Democrat Party, listen to me, sees everything through the lens of power. So do communist parties. 
sort of fascist parties. It's about the centralization of authority so they can control you, control society, re-engineer the human being, re-engineer the human mind. I kid you not. That's why I have a whole chapter on that. Now, but why Hakeem Jeffries later on in here, he goes on about abortion and abortion, why Pelosi says abortion's our issue, why they support abortion on demand right up to the last minute. They've changed completely from their past positions, you know, rare and whatever. Now it is abortion, abortion, and abortion all the time. Just as 100 years ago, it was eugenics and eugenics and eugenics all the time. In order to create a more perfect society. But their number one, their number one voting base is unmarried, single women with no children. That's why they take their abortion stance. You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. You know, I never thought I'd sound like parents or grandparents, but you know, 50 years ago, there was a Democrat who ran for the presidency whose name was George McGovern. And George McGovern went on and on that we needed to slash the United States military. Of course, he opposed the war in Vietnam. He blamed America for much of what the Soviet Union was doing. He was tired, he said, of these long wars. And he went on about all this money could be used here at home. There is a George McGovern wing of the Republican Party today, wouldn't you say, Mr. Producer? And if that wing of the Republican Party is successful, we are going to see a massive world war. We are going to see a World War III. Because communist China is on the move their navy's bigger than ours. It's becoming more powerful than us. They don't have any problem filling their, their numbers because it's not a volunteer military. Soon they're going to have more nuclear missile launchers than us. They're in our hemisphere. 
building military bases, spy bases. They're in various Pacific islands. They're monitoring us. We have cyberspace attacks on us. They're way ahead in terms of killer satellites, which will blind our military in any battle, should our satellites be taken out, the whole GPS system. If the capacity to take out our entire electrical grid without firing a single nuclear weapon, and we're on our heels, trying to make sure that abortions in the defense bill That transsexual operations are in the defense bill. It's important to learn from history, you know. This sort of McGovern Republicanism, it's not new. In fact, it's old. It existed in the 1920s and 30s. After World War I, people were tired of war, you can understand. Some of its great leaders include Charles Lindbergh, Lindbergh. Charles Lindbergh, after we were attacked at Pearl Harbor, switched his position. He became a hawk, but it was a little too late. Joseph Kennedy was sympathetic to Mussolini, sympathetic to the Third Reich. You'll learn all this, and the Democrat Party hates America as well. He was appointed ambassador to Britain from the United States by FDR. And he undermined our country. He back-channeled to advisors to Hitler. <clears throat> I wonder if Jake Tapper knows this, Mr. Producer. I know he's on all over Tupperfield, but maybe he ought to at least spend some time on this. But he won't. This is his party. And so our country went through that, and we were not prepared for Hitler, Japan, and Italy. We went through this again in the 1950s with Robert Taft, Mr. Conservative, they used to call him. He wasn't as bad as the McGovern wing of the Republican Party is today, where everything's our fault. That's not an American view. That's not a conservative view Blaming America for this war, that war, that battle, or this battle. You fundamentally do not understand America and the American people, if that's your attitude. But what's happening is propaganda. We all despise Joe Biden. We know he's an incompetent boob. We know what he did in Afghanistan was outrageous. We really fear for our military with him as commander-in-chief. But you don't build a doctrine around Joe Biden. You need to build a doctrine around the American people. And so, what does Ukraine have to do with us? I don't know, just because we helped disarm them with their nukes in 1994. But what does it have to do with us? I don't know, what did the Sudetenland have to do with us? What did Austria have to do with us? What did any of those countries have to do with this? Nothing. Nothing. Why do you think Xi's looking at Taiwan? He just took Hong Kong. What happened? Nothing. 
He's building up his military to take Taiwan. He's built military bases in the form of islands in the South China Sea. Well, that's so far away. What's that have to do with us? Oh, I don't know. Ask the Australians and the Japanese and the South Koreans and the Taiwanese. But more than that, half the world's economic activity goes through that spot. Imagine him having the power to shut that down. That he's so far away. What, do you support forever wars? I don't support any wars. And I'm sick and tired of the lies and the BS and the knee-jerk stuff about it, too. Sadly, while I may lose some of you, I'll be proven right in five or ten years, but it's too late then. My grandchildren will be pulled up into the draft. And it won't matter. They'll be my granddaughter, too, by that time. They'll be yanked into the draft and they'll be sent into war. Because of the stupidity of this generation. The stupidity of Joe Biden and his administration, who is arming Iran and undermining Israel, the only country that can take Iran on, who's doing nothing about North Korea and their nukes. What can we do? Well, ask Trump, he did something about it. Who's undermining our military from within? Not muscling it up? Because he is a McGovern Democrat. And you McGovern Republicans, all three of you out there, you ought to be very supportive of him. Except for Ukraine, of course. Now let me talk about Ukraine a little bit, apart from history. And apart from this being the first battle of a bigger war, because that's what it is. That's how Russia sees it. That's how China sees it. So if they can be stopped in Ukraine, it might stop the whole thing. But Russia's not happy with Ukraine. China doesn't give a damn about Ukraine. They're looking at Taiwan. They're looking well beyond Taiwan. Why are they building hypersonic nuclear missiles? That's not to do with Taiwan. Why are they involved in Central and South America? That has nothing to do with Taiwan. Why do they have a deep water dock now on the Solomon Islands where my great uncle fought? Why do they have a deep water dock now on the west coast of Africa facing the east coast of the United States? Wake up! Wake up! I don't give a damn what the... McGovern Republicans have to say. They're driven by ideology. I'm not driven by ideology. It's called prudence. You see what's happening? You got to prepare for it. Or we will have a big war, and a lot of your grandkids are going to get killed. Now, Ukraine, what's going on in Ukraine? Let me see if I can do this. How many of you go to church? How many of you go to synagogue? How many of you go to a mosque? Do you pray? Do you believe in God? 
Do you? Of course you do. You believe in the Ten Commandments. Do you believe in morality? When you see what's happening to the people in Ukraine who have not attacked Russia, who have not taken a single Russian child out of Russia and dragged them over the border into Ukraine. And now I have a story here that Russia is building prisons. They're rounding up the citizens in these towns that they've taken, in addition to the children, and they're shipping them into Russia and they're putting them in war prisons. The children, I told you before, they're putting them in facilities and then they are adopting them out to Russian families. This is known as breeding more Russians out of Ukrainians. When you look at what they're doing to these towns and indiscriminately slaughtering people in apartment buildings and so forth, when they're targeting movie theaters and targeting other locations, when you read the stories of how they've executed these citizens who've done nothing to them, when you see the, the video of the trains of the people trying to escape Ukraine from Poland with only what they can carry over their back and the, trying, the crying children, when you've seen the mass graves that come out of these towns when the Ukrainians, if the Ukrainians take them back, we Jews have a phrase for this, Mr. Produce. You know what it is? Never again. Never again. Now our generation, we're watching genocide. It's right before our eyes. I don't care if people want to spew Putin's propaganda and his lies about Zelensky, the Jew, being a Nazi... We've heard these voices before, 50, 60, 80 years ago. Most of the people who talk like that, by the way, it's funny how they never say a thing in defense of Israel. Never. But they're very worried about Zelensky being a Nazi, you know? Does that make sense to any of you? Seriously? And then when I bring this up, I'm not for Putin, I just don't think that... But they are for Putin. They're literally repeating his talking points. I'm not only a Jew, I'm Russian heritage. So what? I don't care what my heritage is. This is an evil regime. God knows how much money we've spent, how many lives have been lost in our country confronting the Russians. If Ronald Reagan did what the what the isolationist Republicans want to do, the McGovern Republicans want to do, we would never have defeated the Soviet Union. He was thoroughly engaged. 
I think he would have funded the Ukrainians up to the teeth, even more than Biden. That's what he did in Afghanistan. That's what he did in Angola. That's what he did in Nicaragua. And there's no reason to believe he wouldn't do it here if he meant it would defeat the Russian army, which is an aggressive army. I've got to cut off from here now. But I'm not going to sit silently behind this microphone while those trains are moving, while those children are being taken, while those people are putting put in prison. No, not me. I'll let the others. Worse yet, I'm certainly not going to celebrate it, and I'm certainly not going to be an apologist for it. Tokyo Rose, she was in another war behind a different microphone. And we have too many of them here in this country right now, to be honest with you. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. It also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. You know, I laugh. Other people in this profession, they'll say, he talks about this book. You know, it's funny, they can't even write a book. So they have no book to talk about. Or you have people who write books about themselves. I... I mean, Rescuing Sprite was it, but it was really about our dogs. But this is the 10th. I don't write books about myself. They're not about me. People, people say, how do you do it? Well, don't write about yourself. Everything's not about you. Now, this book, The Democrat Party Hates America, I will promise you this. 400 pages. 70 pages of footnotes, if you want to go back and check. You will learn more from this one book than you ever did in four years of high school and four years of college combined. So you don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. But I'm serious about this. You will. You're going to go, why? Wow! Don't forget, Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, so forth and so on. Set your DVR right now. If you don't know, you're going to be there Sunday night. An absolute killer. Life, Liberty, and Levin with our buddy Leo Terrell and Chris Rufo. I'm telling you, it's a killer. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. 
It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, I wonder if I should be a little mischievous, Mr. Producer. Maybe we should have Cornell West on here to talk up his candidacy. I mean, why waste time with Chris Christie anyway? He is a balloon filled with flatulence. May I say it that way? Let's see if we can get Cornell West on the program. And then I see Manchin is meeting with a group called No Labels. But that's not totally accurate. If they're called No Labels, that's the name of the group. Is it not, Mr. Producer? So we have a group that's called something that doesn't even make any sense. But maybe we should talk that up, too. No Labels. Try and get Manchin on here, too, would you? That might be tougher, believe it or not. While we're at it, did we ever try and get Robert Kennedy on here? Let's remind them that they were getting back to you. None of them will come up. But we'll give it a shot. By the way, is Mitch McConnell in the witness protection program? Where's Mitch McConnell with all these things going on in America? Not that... It bothers me that he's laying low because usually he mumbles something stupid. But am I missing something? Is he somewhere? It just shows you how ridiculous the Senate Republicans are. Not all, but most. It just shows you how pathetic they are. That's our guy, Mitch. He's the greatest leader ever. Where is Mitch? I don't know. Mitch. Mitch is kind of our Joe Biden. He's hanging out in the basement somewhere. John Kirby uh, is an admiral, was an admiral. He fought in many wars, was a great leader, actually didn't. He's been doing mostly PR for his career in the Navy, as he's doing it now, for his career as a spokes idiot for this idiot president. But they kept pushing him up the ranks, so he's an admiral now, Mr. Producer. Retired, I believe. I don't know what he knows about ships, quite frankly. Anyway, so John Kirby's on the Constipated News Network today, the CNN. I, I just want to underscore this point. Cut four, go. 
but I do want to make this point. Uh, he absolutely believes that diversity and inclusion and equity in the United States military is important. We are a diverse, diverse force because we represent and defend all of the United States. Okay. Can you shut up a second, you moron? It's an all-volunteer military. It's not a draft. you got to fill your numbers with whomever you can, regardless of their complexion. They want to serve. They need to be patriotic. If it's 100% black, great. If it's 100% white, great. If it's 33 and a third percent white and 48% black, great. And on and on and on. The hell's wrong with these people? Diversity. I love it when white guys keep talking about diversity. Has he surrendered his position? First as an admiral, then as a spokesman at defense, now a spokesman at the White House. Has he put out a statement, you know, I'm resigning? A Latinx should replace me. I'm resigning a transgender, African-American, Jewish person should replace. Does he do? Of course not. He's not giving up. Look, look at Biden. Biden believes in diversity. First, he holds on to a Senate seat for 36 years. So nobody else can even take it. That's how much he believes in diversity. Now he's president and he wants to run for a second term. He's not going to step aside for anybody. Unless they force him out. That's a whole different issue. But I believe in diversity. Look at Jake Tapper. She say, you know what? I've had enough. Diversity calls. I'm stepping. Of course not. Look at the view. Oh, my God. Make sure you haven't just had a meal. You got Whoopi Goldberg there, a.k.a. the real Karen. Sonny. What's her name again? Ocean? Ocean? No wonder she calls herself Sonny. You know what the funny thing is? The only other person I know named Sonny is a guy from India. Good guy. Uh, but there's no diversity there. Is there a guy there? No. Is there a woman who was a guy? No. Is there a guy who's becoming a woman? No. What do we call a place like that, Mr. Producer? I think we call it... Let me think of something. No, that won't fly on radio. I could do it in a podcast, perhaps. There's John Kirby. But John Kirby's not done. Cut five, go. Do you see the president signing a National Defense Authorization Act that, yeah, right. that, that limits transgender rights, that rips out diversity training? And all right, all right. Are you going to be a mouthpiece for GLAD or LSGBTQI? Get the hell off the air, you moron. Get off the air, you jerk. Mouthpiece for the Democrat Party. Yeah, yeah, the Republicans, don't you know? They're against everybody. Oh, yeah. What an idiot. Kate, what's her name? Boudin? What is this, like a mustard? Uh, Kate Boudin? 
But do you see, I can't stand her, so I'm just going to read it. But do you see John, his first name, John, do you see the president signing a National Defense Authorization Act that limits transgender rights? How so? How so? They have certain standards in the military. Some of them are physical. Imagine that. I'm sure that Kate has done a lot of reporting on the military. Been around the military. Who else are we discriminating against? That rips out diversity training? This is CNN. That's why it's crap. Nobody listens to this. Do they have diversity training at CNN? Tell me, how many transgender hosts are at CNN? Hello? How many transgender hosts are at CNN? I don't think uh, Wolf Blitzer counts, does he, Mr. Producer? How many tra- <laughs> How many transgender hosts are there? None. How many transgender reporters? None. Dana, no, no, don't go there. Okay. And uh, what kind of diversity training do they have over there at the Constipated News Network? I don't see a whole lot of black people on that network. I'm just being perfectly honest with you. I see a lot of yentas. I see a lot of wimp males. I do not see a lot of blacks there. Or Latinos. Am I wrong about that, Rich? Seriously, I don't watch it a lot, but I don't see it. In fact, go over to MSLSD. What's going on over there? Well, they do have a number of minorities there. And they do have the whitest person who's ever served a president there, Jen Psaki. What kind of name is Psaki, by the way? The P is silent, of course. Saki, isn't that a drink? In fact, isn't that a Japanese drink, Saki? Very weird. All right, go ahead, cut five. The opposite of what you said the president supports when it comes to access to reproductive rights. You're right. You're right, Kate. Abortion on demand, you're right. Transgenderism, diversity training, that's what our Marines are all about. That's right, Kate. You got us on that one. Go ahead. Very difficult to see the president supporting legislation uh, that would make it harder. Shut up, you idiot. You mouthpiece. For an idiot president? This guy lied to us while we were surrendering in Afghanistan. He's a liar. He lies to us about the communist Chinese. He lies to us about Iran. He lies to us about military readiness. But he must like the, the cameras, the click lights. He likes his saddle. Oh, Admiral. Oh, that must be me. Admiral. Well, here's the truth about the Republic. Excuse me. Here's the truth about the Democrat Party. You want to hear it? Want to hear the truth about the Democrat Party? The Democrat Party supports Iran getting nukes. Not all Democrats, but the Marxists among them. Joe Biden supports Iran getting nukes. Now, you might think this is crazy. I do. But let me explain it. Michael Duran wrote an entire piece on this. He's a brilliant man. He said, Obama and now Biden. U.S. policy before that was no nukes for Iran. But the nuclear deal Obama signed 
without going through the treaty process, thanks to people like Bob Coker and Mitch McConnell and Ben Sass. And most Republicans. In fact, the only one who said no, quite frankly, the only one who said no was Tom Cotton. But here's the point. The position before Obama became president was no nukes for Iran. Obama changed all that. Obama said, yes, nukes for Iran. We'll slow down the process. They can have them in 10 years, and we'll manage that region. We'll just manage the region. We don't want to go to war there, you know, like like, uh, McGovern Republicans. We don't want to go to war over this. So if the Islamo-Nazi regime that has killed and maimed Americans and threatens to destroy the United States happens to get intercontinental ballistic missiles and puts nuclear warheads on there, why do we care? It's 7,000 miles away! Oh, jeez. Anyway, so Obama changed everything. And that's why Netanyahu came to our Congress and said, wait a minute. Nobody's even consulted us. We're right in the neighborhood. This is our arch enemy. They're threatening to blow us off the face of the earth. And if they get one nuke, they'll take out my entire country. It's a tiny country. We can't sit this out while Obama is negotiating with the Islamo-Nazis, handing them billions and billions of dollars. So Trump comes in. You remember him, the so-called anti-Semite? He puts his foot down. He says, no, no, we're not doing that. He rips up the Obama deal because he says, no, we're not going to support Iran getting nukes, whether it's 10 years or 10 months. And he chokes them economically. The way Reagan did the old Soviet Union, he chokes them. And he warns the European Union. He warns them. If you buy oil from them and so forth and so on, we're going to put sanctions on you. Does that sound like Trump is an isolationist, by the way? Does it sound like he's a McGovern Republican? He's not and he's never has been. In fact, he was attacked by McGovern Republicans on cable and in the media and on radio when he took out Soleimani, for God's sakes. Oh, that's provocative. No, it's not provocative. You dip, uh, anyway. And so you have a breakout of peace. He says, I'm sick and tired of the Palestinian Authority, says Trump. I'm sick and tired of them not really wanting peace, bowing down to them. They don't want it. We're going around them. And so the Abraham Accords happen. Five Muslim Arab countries in Israel. The Abraham Accords. And there would have been more. But for uh, Biden taking up his homeless position at the Oval Office. So Biden comes in and reverses everything Trump does, whether it's on the border, economic, all that, and reverses this. He sends in a Israel-hating swine, a holdover from the Obama years. And Obama is an anti-Semite, and I want mediocreite and media matters to repeat that. I've only been saying it for how many years, Mr. Producer? Ten 15, and Biden's no better. Biden's no better. He can say what he wants. He's no better. By his actions today and yesterday and the day before and so forth. He's got the same advisors that Obama had, pretty much, and they go back to that 
same position. When Biden came in, the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran at 5% nuclear material. You need 90%. Today they have 83%. Because it's Trump's fault. When Trump was leaving office, the Iranian regime was teetering. The Iranians had rose up against the government that they despise. Their economy was dead, and now Biden has reversed all that. The Iranians are flush with money. He's lifted the sanctions. They turn the other way. Iraq's about to sell them uh, an enormous amount of materiel and so forth, and our State Department is sort of blinking, which tells me that this comes from Biden, that comes from Blinken. It's their sleazy way of trying to further get, make another deal. The Iranians aren't going to make any deal. So what is Biden doing? He's smearing Netanyahu. When we come back, I'm going to read you something in the Wall Street Journal editorial page. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, I told you, and I'll get to the editorial after the bottom. There's not enough time right now, but in this chapter four, I, I explain that if you call things or people what they actually are, you have to come under withering attack by the Democrat Party and their Marxist surrogates, like Mediocreite and Media Matters. And so. You have to come under withering attack. Why? You're not allowed to go there. So if I say Obama's an anti-Semite, they'll say, well, he has a lot of Jewish friends and Jews around him. I mean, well, so did FDR. So did FDR. I, I look at this guy Biden. I, I see how he treated Menachem Begin years ago. How he treats Bibi Netanyahu every time Bibi wins an election. He doesn't do this to any other country on the face of the earth. Certainly no ally or democracy. Basically gave a West kiss to the murderous dictator of Turkey, Erdogan. More than happy to meet with Xi, and so forth and so on. So I think Victor Davis Hanson had it about right when he says, this is a little speck on the face of the earth, this country. It's got less than 15 million people. And yet the Democrat Party, the Marxists, the radicals, Biden, I would add, look how they treat them. Why? Well, I agree with them, because they're Jews, that's why. You wouldn't do this to a Muslim country. You wouldn't do it to anybody else. All right, very important editorial when I return. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. All right, Mr. Producer, let's go. What's that? Oh, I promised an op-ed. I almost went to a caller. I do want to get to this op-ed, this editorial. Mr. Producer, you're on your game tonight. What's wrong? Okay. Oh, drugs keep you on your game or take you off your game? Oh, all right. Oh, you're the one. 
Were you in Washington last week? Maybe? Okay. Why does President Biden, writes the Wall Street Journal editorial board, go out of his way to snub, criticize, and give marching orders to the government of Israel? At least rhetorically, the president and his administration treat Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his governing coalition worse than they do the ruling mullahs in Iran. Mr. Biden declined again this week in gratuitous public fashion to invite Mr. Netanyahu to the White House. And by the way, Mr. Netanyahu is not asking to be invited to the White House. It's protocol. It's protocol. You know, Alex Soros, the son who's a bastard, not a bastard son, but the son who's a bastard of George Soros, do you know he's been to the White House 30 times, Mr. Producer? 30 times. And the Prime Minister of Israel, not once. That tells you his priorities. And I wonder how many communist Chinese with cash in their pockets have been to the White House. We know at least one cokehead's been to the White House, and I'm not talking about his son. And left a little coke behind if you get my drift. Ooh. God, it's sick. Mr. Biden declined again this week in gratuitous public fashion, as I said, to invite Mr. Netanyahu to the White House, pointing to the Prime Minister's elected coalition partners. Tom Nides, Mr. Biden's departing ambassador to Israel, chimes in that the U.S. must speak up to stop Israel from going off the rails, quote-unquote. Each jibe makes headlines in Israel. When Mr. Netanyahu was most vulnerable in late March, Mr. Biden needlessly decreed that Israel, quote, cannot continue down this road, unquote, on judicial reform. The prime minister had already changed course and agreed to moderate the reforms, a domestic Israeli affair in which the U.S. president has no business. Mr. Nides publicly instructed Mr. Netanyahu, as if with his chauffeur, to pump the brakes. So why do they do it to this country? The only Jewish state in the world. Why is it just this country, I ask Media Matters? I ask Mediocreite. Isn't Dan Abrams Jewish? I ask, I ask the prepubescent Neanderthals at, Neand- at uh, Medi- Mediocreite. Why is he doing this? Think it's okay over there, boys? The effect of this piling on is for the Israelis to see that the United States sides with their opposition parties. This is no way to treat a democratic ally and no way to pursue U.S. interests while Mr. Netanyahu's Likud party is in power, as it has been for most of the past 25 years. Whether Israel's proposed reforms would reign in its high court's unusual powers in the absence of a constitution or tip that balance too far toward British-style parliamentary supremacy is for Israelis to debate, which they do noisily without Mr. Biden's commentary. Biden's Israel policy has been counterproductive. USA to anti-Israel international bodies has resumed. And all of the West Bank and East Jerusalem, a.k.a. that would be Judea and Samaria and East Jerusalem, is treated as occupied territory. This is now a liberal article of faith. But how does it advance? And by the way, even among some conservatives I hear was speaking the other day. 
How does this advance peace to indulge Palestinians in the belief that Jews are interlopers in Judea and at the Western Wall? While Mr. Biden undermines the Netanyahu government, Hamas and other Iranian proxies are gaining power in the West Bank, a.k.a. Judea and Samaria, activating another front against Israel. The new wave of terrorism against Jewish civilians will set back the Palestinian cause, but advance Iran. And they're going on. Now, I feel like I've really pushed this issue the last week. Many of you said, what the hell, you're still on that? I don't want to see Iran have nuclear weapons, folks. It'll be a disaster. And this fool in the Oval Office is going to hand it to them. The question is, why aren't more people talking about it? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I want to quickly say something to Judge Collins in South Florida, who's handling the document case. You got to get a hold of your courtroom. You got to get hold of the process. The uh, Jack Smith team in Washington's trying to push you around. They're trying to bully you. They're trying to dare you. They're leaking relentlessly to try and weaken you. You got to show the strength that other judges have historically. Take your courtroom back. Don't worry about what the press says about you. You have a lifetime appointment. Just do the right thing. Because this administration and these prosecutors are utterly and completely out of control. So again, Judge Collins, be tough. Because the tyranny that that Justice Scalia talked about is swirling all around you, as it is all of us. And you have the power. You have the power to control the courtroom and to control what goes on in that courtroom, and don't be pushed around by the government. There is absolutely no reason for this trial to take place during the presidential election, even though the government is demanding it. That should tell you everything you need to know about their modus operandi and that they want to interfere with this election. That's their bottom line. We go to America every Friday in honor of you. Here we go.
to say hello to the Uber driver in Memphis driving my buddy Rich around, who's from Africa. Thank you very much. We get a lot of great patriots from that continent listening to this program. Folks, please check out this Sunday, very important, Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you can't watch it live, please DVR, record it. You're going to love the show, I promise. And please, if you can stop by Amazon.com now, get the book at 40% off. Get your copies now. We'll push it back up the list, and I appreciate that. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. We, poli- we appreciate our, our truckers and the men and women, the freedom fighters in Taiwan and Ukraine. Good night to all, all my little doggy family members. And good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. Good night, Joe. And folks, you're part of the family, too. God bless you, and good night.